Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 77? And away. We go! But their freestyles and stone cold strutting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker change. Sit in the fire or get cool like Roman Brain. Get this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Gag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJP. It is another great episode of your favorite podcast. That's right. It's a shot of wrestling with me, the WWE Green Man. And at the helm, like he's been since day freaking one, he is the host of the show. He keeps this thing going. He is the man himself, Mr. D-Generation X here, Michael J. Putty. What's happening, brother? Not much, my friend. Same shirt, different day. How you been? I, I like your DX shirt. Yeah. You are representing hard. You break tonight. it out. Special uh, anniversary episode. Yeah. Don't you? Don't we feel old? Were you a, a NWO guy? Or were you a DX guy? Are you just asking me this question now? No, I wasn't into WCW at all, so I was not an NWO guy. <laughs> I, never, I barely. I, I mean, if NW- I watched WCW. NWO came to, to uh, WWE later on, so maybe you were in NWO when maybe when uh, Shawn Michaels was. Yeah, that was cool. For like that one week. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. So DX guy all the way. Yeah, pretty much. Awesome. Yourself? Awesome. Um, I, I, I'm one of those guys who went back and forth. I, I wasn't as loyal as you were. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I was not as loyal as you were. For a moment there, for a split second, this was even before the NWO. Um, Sting grabbed my attention. The man they call Sting, and um, and I, I was buying the magazines, and I was like, "All right, WCW, I could, I could, I could fuss with this." But for some reason, I, it just didn't hold me enough. It made me want to switch back to WWE always. So I was one of those guys who started off with Nitro, but then the first hour of Monday Night Raw hit, and I went back to WWF. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, how you been? How's your week been? It's been a while since I've seen you. I'm all right. I'm a little conflicted. Look, why? What happened? Um, you know, I, back in my apartment, I have these Degeneration X figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're um, uh, from a line called Fury Unmatched, or I'm Unmatched ne- Fury line of collectible action. They're not action figures. Figurines. Yeah. I'm never. I'm not a collector, um, but I like the toys. I used to have toys when I was a little kid. The little dolls. You just, you just call me, you just call me a kid. No, that's why in the conversation. That's fine. <laughs> no. To, no. <laughs> no, tell me about it. What, what did? Okay, got it. They're all, action figures. No, they're not action figures. They're figures. Figures, just figures. Collectible figures. Okay. So I always wanted some more, but like they're, they're expensive. expensive? Yeah, okay. from thirty to sixty bucks. Cause they don't make the line anymore. Uh, they're not in that's production. That's pricey. Yes, for a stupid figure. Yeah. I wish Jack. I always want the million dollar man. He's very rare and hard to find. Is that your guy? One of my guys. He has top five. Okay, cool. So, so, I have the Triple H. I have the Shawn Michaels. They don't make Owen Hart. So, anyway, I have a couple of drinks on eBay. 
And some I, shots of wrestling, and then you went yeah. on eBay. That's not good. And I see, <laughs> and I, I, for some reason, I land on this searches. Mm-hmm. I see them, sixty bucks, fifty-five. Undertaker selling for two hundred something. Jesus freaking Christ! I see one for Mister Perfect, five bucks. Oh, uh, bid, bid, yeah. So I would do Bret Hart, yeah, a little five bucks. It was like seven bucks. Bid, bid. I like it. This one guy is selling five of them. A lot. Call the Attitude Stars. <laughs> I get it a lot. <laughs> no, no. So I'm like, all right, five for fifty bucks. Like the attitudes. Who were the Attitude? Undertaker, Kane, Rock, Stone Cold. I forgot who this guy was. Okay. Randy Orton for some? Baby Batista? No, no, they weren't. Yeah. they weren't Attitude guys. No, so I don't remember offhand. Mm-hmm. So, so I message the guy. Message the guy. I'm like, all right, so um. Is it for all five, or do I pick which one I want? Because mm-hmm. no, it's for all five. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll bid. <laughs> Ding. So I see that same guy's bidding four heels. Oh, I was going to feel like the four horses. It's the Iron Sheik, Honky Tonk Mad, uh, maybe the Roddy Piper. Oh, great heel. And the Million Dollar Man. Oh. Like 35 bucks. Okay. Bid. <laughs> I like how he's grouping them. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And for a good price. Yeah. I'm getting five for the price of one. I hope he's not listening to the show and like realizes he made a big mistake by letting yeah. you... Uh, oh, anyway, so I'm conflicted because do I take him out of the box and display him? Do I keep him? Do I sell him individually to make a nice little mint? Do I display him in the boxes like everyone does in the stores? But I watched Zack Ryder today on at least his toy collection. He takes everything out of the box. He does. So I'm like, oh, Zack Ryder can do it. I can do it. Yeah, but he also, Zach he's also has money. Yeah, but then... He probably has... Am I he probably buys the, two of each. He maybe. keeps one in the box and then takes one do out. Do I want to go through the hassle of packaging it, going to the post office, finding a box to fit it in, make sure it's secure, the packing peanuts? I don't know if I want to do it. So maybe I'll just take them out. Yeah. Metal display case. Mm. So I got to figure out what I want to do. So how many... Did you get them? Um, courtesy of Jack Daniels, I have 11 coming to me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Where are you going to put Four, these guys? Four or five. Yeah, 11. Uh, I don't know. I have a bookcase at home. I might try to fix that up and make it into a display case. I will see how it goes. Make sure you stay tuned at Michael J. Putty for the future of uh, <laughs> what my plans are. Please, please, please keep us abreast we'll of the that. situation. That was my drunken weekend. Wow. I, I think it's a very successful weekend. I think so too. I, I think I'm yeah. getting eleven for the price of I can give her two. Yeah, not too bad. Michael J. Putty will be posting the pictures of these figures. Figures, yeah, um, and one, yeah, and um, hopefully they're they're not uh, duds. Maybe they're so the guy, <laughs> they're drawn. The guy who two bought bought them in, in packages. Uh-huh. I won them tonight, so hopefully I get them by next uh, next show. Okay, all right, stay tuned. Stay and tuned. where could they stay tuned if they wanted to? follow you and see you unwrap um, these great goodies at michael j putty on instagram and the, the twitters and, and while we're doing this ladies and gentlemen this show is from the fans and to the fans and it's your opportunity to discuss your thoughts okay you are listening to the show go on instagram go on facebook go on twitter and you can just follow us there. We have a lot more information, a lot more things going on. We throw the news right at you, let you know what's happening. If you're into the indie scene, we got interviews coming up tonight. We have a very cool interview. You may have known if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter before the show actually went live. Because tonight we have 
stockade in the house of a shot of wrestling. He'd be taking some shots with us. Um, but what is Instagram and Facebook? Where could they follow us? A shot of wrestling. Uh, no A on Twitter. Got it. It doesn't get any simpler than that. No, you do. You should check out Insta- uh, Instagram, a shot of wrestling. I, I should. You should. I, 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 do. I posted something. And then within hours... <laughs> You posted the very same thing. No, no, no. Okay, let's let's discuss this because I did, are you referring uh, to to Dawson's news? Yeah, I posted it. What so did you when, post? When it broke. When it broke, you broke the news on Dawson. Yeah, and then I elaborated the, on the news. There was no elaboration. Yeah, there was total elaboration was because no I was saying, you know, Dawson's injury does not just affect you know the revival; it affects the Hardys and their match at SummerSlam. You broke the news that, was, that Dawson is hurt and he is no longer able to compete at SummerSlam. Which means their match with the Hardys is going to be canceled. Maybe people don't watch Monday Night Raw and they did not Lucky know Lucky son of a bitches. <laughs> Smart men. <laughs> they just did not know. Smart men. Erwin Escobar. Shit. You don't watch Raw. Well, we have a very busy show. Um, so we just need to get to the meat of this show. All right, Michael J. Putty, I have always wanted to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, a shot of wrestling proudly brings to you one half of the Tier 1 Tag Team Champions, the Devil's Outlaw, Stockade! What's going on, guys? Doing pretty well, man. How are you? I can't complain. Good, good, good. Well, last time we, we hooked up with you, we saw that you won the Tier 1 Tag Team Champions with the Father Tremont. How, how does that feel? Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. You know, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride for me and Tremont. Uh, it started out with us facing each other, you know, Beyond Wrestling, CZW, a few other small places around the Northeast. And uh, about, I think it was about September last year, yeah, we, uh, we had our last singles match ever one-on-one. We yeah. kind of were like, all right. We've had enough of beating each other up, so we kind of put that little little extra touch to the match. So it's been a long ride. It's been about uh, about four years now. Me and Matt have been working against or with each other. So we kind of win our first tag belts. It's awesome. It's a cool moment. No, it's definitely a great story. Um, when you guys started off getting together, was it was it just magic as soon as you guys hit that ring together, or was it something you had to work through so and work out all the kinks to get a good match out? I mean, you know, the first time we locked up, I don't think it was it was anything to rave home about, but there was definitely something there. There was definitely a magic. Uh, it's actually the fans are the ones that kind of put this whole thing together. Me and Matt, uh, like I said, I was working for I was working for Beyond Wrestling, and Matt was working for Beyond Wrestling. And Beyond Wrestling is very very about the fans, and like fans yeah. have a say, and they get you know their their opinions really matter. And I guess uh, Drew Cordero, the the promoter and owner, Booker, or whatever. Um, I guess he just got hit up constantly and had a smattering of people just like, hey. We want to see Stockade and Tremont. We just, we want to see, we want to see it, and they put it together. I, I remember the show before it happened. Um, like we we were just happened to be you know our tables were like maybe like two feet away from each other, or whatever. And like the fans just kept saying it. And the first time we locked up, man, like like I said, I don't think it was anything special in terms of like the match, but the vibe was there, man. It was something like people were like, "Wow, I want to see more of this. Let's get this a little bit more crazy and off the races." Yeah. Of course. Well, what we like to do here on the show is an interview called Then, Now, and Forever, going a little bit to get to know the man behind um, the wrestler. So uh, describe the moment that you decided to pursue a professional wrestling career. Uh, I mean, I've wanted to be a wrestler since I was, man, since I remember. I mean, I, I, I remember 
I remember my dad coming home at like a WrestleMania. I think it was like WrestleMania eight, and like from that moment on, I was I was always into like Batman, Superman, Spider Man yeah. stuff. So like I was into superheroes and seeing these guys, I was like, wow, they're real life superheroes. But like the moment where I was like, okay, I really want to do this, I was in my eleventh uh, eleventh grade year of high school, and uh, it was actually the Chris Benoit DVD. I know it was like a taboo thing, but yeah. uh, I remember on the DVD he said he was like, you know, I don't want to be. I didn't want to be in my 40s saying what if, and that just resonated with me. And wound up researching schools, found a school called Critical Mass, which is actually NYWC, and mm-hmm. they were opening up in September 2004, and the rest is history, man. Now, you're known for different types of matches, death matches especially. Uh, is there a difference between the way you prepare for a tag match or a singles match or a death match? You know, I get asked that a lot, and I really do wish I had an answer. Not really. Like, I, you know, before any, before any match, I don't care what it is. I'm very calm and collected, and, you know, I mean, death matches is, you know, a couple more things go through your head, whether, you know, whether, you know, light tubes, cinder blocks, bed and nail, I mean, whatever plunder you're given, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have that moment of like, all right, shit, this could go wrong, this could go wrong, but in the heat of the moment, you, you don't even think about it, your adrenaline's going, and I've had cuts that I didn't even know I'd gotten from these matches, you know, um, so no, like, I, I I wish I could say, yeah, I, I, I have to do this, or I I have a shot of whiskey or something, but no, man, I'm, I'm just calm, and I just go out there and do what I got to do, and you're out there in the heat of the moment, you so know. You're um, one of those I'm, guys I'm, that in the moment, you, you, you sense where that match is going, you kind of go off of that? Yeah, oh, you definitely feed off of the fans, man. Like, mm. you know, if you're out there and people are sitting on their hands, you're going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, this sucks. But if, you know, they're, they're on fire and they're, they're up on their feet, and you're like, all right, yeah, let's go. But, you know, I, I mean, I've been nervous. Like, you know, I've, I've shared the ring with some top names before um tommy dreamer comes to name and i remember i'm a huge ecw fan so i'd be like being in the ring and looking at him and i'm like what the hell am i doing in here so those moments are like those are the real ones where i'm wrestling guys that i looked up to and yeah. watch i'm like oh shit like don't screw up otherwise you're dead <laughs> well it actually brings me to my next point we have a big saying here on the show that wrestling brings people together us and you the uh you with your fans and you just mentioned you and tommy dreamer so who in the business do you consider friends or mentors well, I mean, mentor, Mikey Whipwreck, my trainer, mm-hmm. my mentor. I mean, uh, I don't really have a great relationship with my real dad, so like Mikey really was a much of a father figure to me than I've ever really had. Uh, another guy, I don't know if you guys have ever been around NYWC or know about it, but his name is Crusher Dugan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was trained by uh, Boris Malenko, who's actually Dean Malenko's father. He's a very big mentor uh, and guy that took me under his wing. Um, in terms of... You know, I mean, Eddie Kingston's on that list, too, because when I first broke out, uh, Eddie, a lot of people don't know, actually took me under his wing and kind of, like, you know, smacked me around when I was screwing up and making mistakes. But uh, friend-wise, man, I mean, Tremont's at the top of that list. A uh, guy named King Mega. Uh, my students, Bam Sullivan, Boo Sullivan. Uh, Troy from Fiberro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I got a couple close friends, man. I mean, we can sit here and I can name off people. Probably, you know, if anyone listens to this, I'll get yelled at. But, <laughs> you know, it's... it's I got enough, you know, too many friends. But like top of the list, Tremont, Joe Gacy, you know, guys like that, Masada. Awesome. Yeah, no, of course. Um, has there ever been? Is there a piece of advice that anybody along the way has given you that you feel like you still carry to this day, or it still resonates in your mind? Yeah, there's a few things. One of the most important things I ever heard when I was more so being a young wrestler in the business is, uh, you know, keep your mouth shut and keep your eyes and ears open. Mm. You know, don't speak out of turn and observe and learn. And then uh, some of the best advice I've gotten from vets, um, I remember Raven once told me, you know, never put yourself in a compromising position. Um, never never let yourself be exposed. 
you know, do good business. And uh, one thing I remember, uh, I mean, I, he got it from Steve Austin, but I remember uh, Kevin Steen before he got signed, Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, uh, he told me the same thing that Steve Austin told him. Don't never stop talking. Just keep talking trash. And if you if you watch me as a wrestler, I just talk. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I, I blatantly took it from him. He just wanted to told, you know, gave me that advice, you know, but. I mean, there's a lot of good advice out there. There's a lot of bad advice, but the best thing that I ever heard, when, I, like I said, when I was young, which really resonated with me, and I tell my students and any other young wrestler, just keep your mouth shut and keep your eyes and ears open, man, and just ask questions, you know, just mm-hmm. ask. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Well, we're a big show about the fans. We call ourselves, you know, this is a show from the fans and to the fans. So you obviously are a big fan of wrestling. Who are you marking out to nowadays? Like, who do you see on TV or who do you see um, in, in the indie circuit that you're like, yo, this guy is good. I, I want to see one of these guys' matches. Oh, man. Oh, it's just a weird question because uh, a lot of the guys that I'm going to say are my friends. Like, I love watching Joe Casey. <laughs> I think he's Casey's great. very, yeah. very underrated. I mean, they, I think it's only a matter of time where Joe makes it to TV. I agree. Uh, I love watching Tremont. I mean, to me... There's no one in the independents that can cut a promo like him, and the dude can just come out and just just do his little ha, and then the whole place <laughs> is just in the palm of his hands. For real. Um, but like on TV, man, I, I, I do like watching Kevin Steen, Owens. Uh, he's you know a bigger guy. It's cool to see. I've always been a fan of Bray Wyatt. I just like the gimmick. I think it's kind of cool. Um, I like watching um, a, few, a bunch of young kids. I love watching my students, Bam Sullivan, uh, Bo Pritchard, Victoria Von Black. I get more excitement actually out of watching my, my my own students because it's more of like a wow like I helped create this person or this entity than I do. But you know any show I'm on, man. Like I, Tier One had Matt Riddle and all these other great guys. Matt Riddle that was on the show. John Silver is another ridiculous talent. So you know anyone I get to watch MGF, who I really do not want to put over because he's a fucking asshole, but I love him anyway. But, uh, you know, there's a bunch of guys out there, man. You said you've been a big wrestling fan since you can remember, but what are your passions outside of the ring? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big hunter and fisher, fisherman. I like to go hunting and fishing when I can. Um, usually in the summer, I try not to take as many bookings on the weekends. Uh, I like to go fishing as much as I possibly can. I'm a big comic book fan, so every Wednesday, it's comic book day here. Oh, wow. My comic book shop, so I'm always there buying comics. You going to Comic-Con? Um, not this year. <laughs> I, I, I don't like... Apparently, you got to have some weird-ass system. you got to, like email them they send you a code and yeah it's weird i don't know it's stupid yeah usually i'm sure i'll find a way i went last year but uh yeah man comic books you know fishing hunting um going to the gym when i can um you know just trying to enjoy my life i'm 30 now i'm old now it's just about hanging out and having fun oh of course tell us about it (laughs) (laughs) um tattoos any tattoos that you have or is there anything that is sentimental to you i have a i have a couple uh most of my stuff is stuff that i just like uh you know dragons a lot of japanese artwork Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a, a sparrow tattooed on my finger. Um, I've, I've been through a lot of stuff in terms of like my personal life, and you know, I, so I do. You know, I'm not afraid to admit it. I've dealt with depression. I still deal with it. I think a lot of people do. Some people just don't want to admit it. But uh, I'm at a point in my life now, um, personally, professionally, where like I'm good and like, I'm free from a lot of things that I've always held myself, you know, accountable for mistakes that I made. So that one means a lot to me. Uh, I have a razor blade uh, with a heart in the middle of it, mm-hmm. which is uh, was for my first ever fiance who broke my heart. So it's kind of like a reminder of you know don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. And then you know I got uh, I was young and stupid. I have FTW tattooed on my leg, not for the wrestling company, uh, <laughs> for 
for Fuck the World because I was, you know, 19 years old and I was angry. But most of my stuff is just stuff that I like, you know, dragons, wolves, Animas, stuff like that. I have Thor because I'm a huge Thor fan. Uh, Black Label Society stuff because I'm a huge Zach Wilde fan. But in terms of, like, personal stuff, I have my uh, my grandfather's ring, which he always wore. That's tattooed on me. Oh, that's cool. And the sparrow. Is a main thing, and I also have uh, I also have a certain flower on my arm. It's called it's a lotus flower, mm-hmm. which is my mom's favorite flower. So that's kind of for her as well. Dragons and wolves. Uh, Game of Thrones fan. I have actually never seen the show, and it, it, I don't tell me to watch yeah. it. I'm dude. I've never seen an episode, and I feel like I'm so far behind now that I just don't even want to get into it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it sounds like it'd be right up my alley because dragons and wolves. Sorry, I hear about the show, but one of the things that I like about shows like that, you just wait till it ends. And then just catch it from beginning to end. Because I hate, like, the cliffhangers, you know, you got to wait till next week and then a whole season goes by. Like, for example, yeah, Lost. Yeah, like, I was into that. I, I, like, my show was Sons of Anarchy, and I, I was, mm. that's what I hate about, like, episodic TV. It's like, the season ends, and I'm like, oh, this dude, is he going to die or not? And I got to wait, like, eight months for yeah. a new season to come out. So, yeah, I usually just wait for this stuff to pop on uh, was it the HBO On Demand. I, I have it. I just haven't gotten around to watching it because I'm so busy. Who's your favorite Sons of Anarchy character? Uh, Opie. Opie was my favorite. I can see that. I actually had the, uh, somebody got me the, uh, I guess the patch they made for the show, the rest of piece Opie patch. Yeah. So yeah, no, Opie was my favorite. I love that show. It's one, that's probably one of my favorite shows. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've never seen it before, so I don't know what you guys are talking oh, about. It's, this guy. <laughs> it's not on the WWE Network. He hasn't no. watched it. If, if it's not wrestling, I'm not watching it. Um, <laughs> moving on to the, the forever part of this interview, Dream Opponents. Is there anybody currently that you would want to get into the ring with or even down the line in the future wwe wise who would you want to be in that ring with so this is dream of these guys that are still actively wrestling yeah oh man um i mean i would love to work kevin owens kevin steen that would that would be awesome um bray wyatt i think would be kind of cool we're very similar i actually have people call me uh a knockoff bray wyatt which is pretty funny um better I've version of bray wyatt <laughs> oh, much better way better uh moxley I always wanted to work him while he was on the Indies, but I never got a chance to. So mm. Ambrose, yeah, um, really anybody. I mean, my my ultimate dream opponent would have been Taker because that's like my my wow, guy, could... Taker. But I guess he's retired now. Um, I think Triple H, anyone that wouldn't want to be in the ring with him is ridiculous either. Like, dude's like the best, one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to pick like ultimate, like if I could have my fantasy, probably be. I mean, I think Terry Funk. I think he's still wrestling, so maybe I got a oh, chance though. Yeah. <laughs> so who yeah, knows? No. I think Terry Funk's gonna wrestle. He'll, Terry Funk's gonna outlast everyone. He's gonna be wrestling while he's in the cast. Yeah. Hey, bring him out to NYWC. Maybe we could make something happen. Oh, dude, I would. <laughs> I would love to. Believe me, I call him out. I would let a, I, I. I might do the Onita Tremont thing and start calling out Terry Funk. There you go. Do it. Speaking of like all the organizations that are there all around, where have you found the best uh, professional wrestling in the indie circuit? Now, see, that's a hard thing, man. Like, what do you mean by best? Like, in terms of talent, draw-wise? Like, like as, as far as you as a professional going in and working for a company, where have you felt the uh, most comfortable, I mean, I, like, I, I, they're taking I think care I'd of be, you? I'd be hard-pressed not to say my home promotion, NYWC. And it's a pride thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's my home. Um, but if we're going to take that out of there because I'm kind of biased. I mean, Beyond Wrestling, I don't know if you guys have ever been there or seen any of the shows. The vibe at Beyond, it's, it's just a different vibe. It's not a, it's a wrestling show, but, like, fans are right there. And it's, it's kind of like... Uh, like a fight club type thing where like everyone surrounds everybody and they watch this thing but in terms of my success definitely either beyond or czw is where i got the most exposure random question i've seen you these indie guys wrestle the same character same gimmick in every promotion so does a promotion give you the character or do you come up with the character yourself 
What do you mean, like the Devil's Outlaw character, like everywhere? Yeah, yeah. That was no, that was my that was my creation. Um, I actually uh, took it from my grandfather. Uh, he was my grandfather was an outlaw biker, so his nickname was the Devil's Outlaw when he was a Hell's Angel. Wow, so I just kind of cool. adopted it from him and just was like, ah, it sounds cool. I I don't I couldn't even you know I guess that means I'm an angel. I don't know technically if you really dissect it, but it just sounds That's cool. Right. And it, and it just fit. And yeah, no, I mean the you know you just go out there. I've never really had anyone tell me not to do my character. The only one that ever wanted to change me was when uh i was it was plans for me to work for chikara and i was supposed to i don't know be under some weird wacky mask i have no idea what i was probably gonna be like i don't know flying squirrel or something knowing quack and butch <laughs> but uh but yeah that's uh, no one's ever tried to like hey uh you need to wear this or you need to do that you know we're independent contractors you know hey you're but you're gonna buy my brand or not so definitely believing in that devil's outlaw character putting that character in tv in the wwe where do you see the devil's outlaw fitting in right now in the current product in wwe yeah i think uh they i don't think i'd be fitting in there um i'm very opinionated um i would love to work i mean don't get me wrong dude like i my goal i this is gonna sound weird and i'm sure you've got people come on here and say that i want to work for wwe and i want to headline wrestlemania i would love to don't get me wrong i think anyone now in our generation grew up 90 percent of us grew up a wrestling fan a yeah. wwe fan um but my goal wasn't to be like a wwe superstar i, I just want to wrestle like and i like I, I really do like being on the indies man like i like like getting to interact with like with the fans on that level of like you know like wwe like you're it's like a you're it's a, it's a job it's a machine man you're just sitting there pumping out all great. You don't really get to talk to people. This on the Indies, man. I can sit there like somebody really wants to talk to me. I can take 10, 20 minutes out of my time to you know talk to them if you know they have questions. So I kind of like the idea of being my own brand, doing my own thing. I mean, if I was fortunate enough to be offered a contract, I mean, I, I, I personally, my own pride, I think I do pretty well. But I don't know, man. I've, I've had friends that are up there, and you know, I'm not saying anything about their, what they're doing, but I mean, they're not really doing anything spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I've had friends, you know, I mean, Sammy Callahan, the dude said, "Screw it, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to show you what you." have in me and i'm gonna show you that i'm the be- one of the best in the world the guys out there on the indies doing, doing thing, so much better it. yeah he's doing so much Ex- better exactly you know like- and then wwe what was he i mean i don't i, don't, I think you can count on one hand how many times he showed up on t on nxt mm-hmm. but then there's a guy like alex the black who i think alex the black tommy end i think he's amazing and then you know i will have to sit here and say well they'll never use me because i'm the devil's outlaw and covered in tattoos and then you look at tommy and half of this shit's old devil worshiping stuff yeah uh do you ride a bike motorcycle a motorcycle yeah. no uh I've had a couple family members. One family member passed away, so like I don't want to ride. It's kind of a weird thing. I would love to. It's in my blood, but I just had too many people I know personally kind of like get really messed up riding a bike. So don't blame you. Well, as much as you have to enjoy the moments as they are as they're coming to you, you have to look somewhat in the future. So what do you want to accomplish in the next, let's say, one, three, or maybe five years? And I just want to I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, man, and having fun. You know, I'm I would love to go overseas. There's I've had talks about going to england um possibly going to japan i mean tomorrow onita tremont's happening me and my you know my guy the awakening g raver we're wrestling onita's basically like if there's a japan awakening we're wrestling their version of me and raver so you know there's talks about possibly something happening there you know whatever whatever the you know wherever it takes me man i like ultimately I just want to keep doing this and, and you know keep having fun and keep entertaining as many people as I can. Um, I would love to win CCW tag belts with either Tremont or Raver and just keep having oh, fun with cool. my friends and keep yeah. you know just keep killing it. That's it. Just keep doing my thing. You know, I, I love to make my way. You know, my, one of my ultimate goals right now is to make my way to the West Coast and go out to California, go to places I haven't been. Like I've done the East Coast, I've done a little bit of the Midwest. Like I want to start going out a little further. And I think with the you know the exposure of CCW and what we're doing with the Awakening. 
I think it's only a matter of time for that. That's going to happen. Hopefully, they probably got some good hunting out west too and fishing. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a big uh, Sons of Anarchy fan. Are you excited about this Mayan spinoff? Is that a real thing? Is is this really happening? Uh, That's what I heard. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. I don't know, man. I I I kind of gave up on Hollywood rumors. I heard they were they heard they were making a (laughs) uh, Beetlejuice too, and I got really excited. So I heard about that. I heard that's not happening. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah, no. if If that happens, that'd be awesome. Well, it was a pleasure catching up with you here today on A Shot of Wrestling. If anybody wanted to follow you, where could they do that? Uh, Twitter, at Stockade SDMF. Uh, Instagram, same handle, Stockade SDMF. I got a Facebook, but if you're looking for my wrestling stuff, Twitter and Instagram where it is, man. I barely use Facebook. If I do, I'm just sharing like wrestling posters from other people. So the Twitter, Twitter and Instagram is where it's at. Awesome. Well, Green Man's never been um, hunting. I'm a good fisherman out there, but... If you ever go hunting upstate New York, let me know, because I'll be down for that. Cool, man. Sounds good. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Stockade. Exclusive interview here on A Shot of Wrestling. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right, Michael J. Putty. Stockade, what a nice guy he was. Mm -hmm. He was so cool. Pretty easy going, like someone I could just take shots with at a bar. Haven't you? Yeah, it, it, he's fucking awesome. You know, I was a little afraid at first because all of the, his violent matches he's gone through, all the history with Tremont. I'm just like, wow. And and we had him here in a shot of wrestling. But it's time to get into the news, and we're going to start it off with Vince Saint Kennedy McMahon. Nice safe. Okay, he. He, he was a little heated after uh, Nakamura's match with John Cena on SmackDown. Um, right, you right saw so. you saw the big botch at the end of the match. Yep. Uh, we no talk- pop for that. No. <laughs> it, it, it was very hurtful. The referee ran right into Cena, wanted to find out like if Cena was okay. At the end of the match, you could visually see Nakamura and Cena um, having a conversation where Nakamura apologizes. Cena says, don't worry about it, kid. And he moved on. But uh, Vince McMahon was not pleased about this. Um, and the initial reports claim that there was no, that there was a little bit of backstage heat on Nakamura about the incident with McMahon because McMahon was furious. But he's going to let this one slide, Michael J. Putty. Okay. Unless it happens again, um, Nakamura is still going to be viewed a, as a top-tier star, but he could quickly be losing faith in, in the big chairman of the board if things don't, if other botches happen. Okay. In other news. Speaking of Vince McMahon, WWE Hall of Famer superstar Billy Graham posted the following on his Facebook, and I quote, Hey fans, I just read a few hours ago that a story came out today that sport, in Sports Illustrated concerning the fury of one Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Seeing that he's furious with the Japanese star Nakamura for dropping Cena on his head in the last match last week, Vince said it's not so much mad at Chinsuke, but that Cena has been the face of the company for a full decade now. Not for long, Vince, madman. <laughs> Cena's off his way off to his way to La La Land. Vince is living in Disneyland if you think Cena is still the face of the WWE. Grow up, Vince. You want to talk about more stuff and then signed the post with superstar Billy Graham, P.S. God. Vince is such a crybaby. <laughs> wow. There's no love loss there, eh? No, eh? Other news. Well, um, we got SummerSlam coming right around the corner. 
And as we noted earlier, Dawson is hurt um, with a shoulder injury that may require surgery. We also had Bailey made some announcements early in the week on our Instagram that, you know, she suffered an injury and she is out of SummerSlam. Uh, and uh, with SummerSlam right around the corner, what is going to happen? Huh? I don't, I don't know. No? No? No one knows? No one knows? Oh, my girl, uh, Nia Jax gets a shot. We'll see what happens. I mean, the Hardys match is out. With the, oh, with, man, that sucks. With the Revival match. I was looking forward to it. That makes one of us. Um, a lot of things are being changed. Um, in other news? UFC heavyweight fighter Stefan the Skyscraper recently spoke to Submission Radio and said that he would like to... He would not like to see Brock Lesnar return to the USA to fight John Jones, which is something we talked about last week when John Jones called him out. He said, and I quote, I think cheaters should not be I in the you UFC. you were going to quote me when I called them characters. And I think the <laughs> UFC made a big mistake last time by bringing in Lesnar and giving him a four-month exemption before his fight so that the USDA wouldn't test him for four months. Which is a normal thing to do, but I think... Jones beats him anyway. Simple as that. Jones is too good of an athlete. I don't think Lesnar gets a hold of him to take him down. Jones moves too well. One of our uh, our little rep secret spy from the uh, USDA, uh, Scott Toddy. Uh-huh. Call us. We can reach out to us to find out what's going on with that. Please. Toddy. Another news. Can let us know. Um, Dana White out of the UFC. What, what? Could this be true? Well, it's being reported that Big a... news. <laughs> it is being reported that a 1.1 billion not million billion dollar investment deal um from the william morris endeavor agency will affect dana white's ownership stake in the ufc uh dana white is quoted as saying i'm not going anywhere brother not only am i not going anywhere i'm actually making moves in the office and doing stuff and changing things for the way i really wanted i'm barring myself in like a tick Awesome. Get rid of him. So, um, yeah. Dana White not moving anywhere. No Good. news. Speaking of the UFC, UFC Senior Vice President and Head of Content Inter- International, Joe Carr recently spoke with MMA Junkie and talked about the possibility of mixed martial arts being an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. And I quote, the thing with the Olympics is, hey, they're trying to get younger. Think of the majority of these sports and who they appeal to. That's what you see. That's true. That's why you see beach volleyball, surfing, and going to the next Olympics and snowboarding. What's that... Um Spelunking? Well, no, the thing where they they move the big round thing in the ice and they sh- like they that's they rub the ice. What is not, that called? That's not yeah for younger people at all. No. Curling, <laughs> curling for old Canadians. <laughs> they should put drinking in, in the Olympics and a shot of wrestling in the Boulevard Bully should go head to head. What better way? Shot for shot. What better new age sport than MMA? I agree. Probably they have jujitsu, wrestling. I think MMA is coming up. Yeah, you know the news. Um, well, let's let's keep talking about things going on in the MMA world um, and in the UFC world. We have uh, women in there. We have Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rowdy Rousey. Now, she was recently at the NXT May Young Classic when they introduced all the stars backstage. She was talking to Triple H and other big executives, and it is reported that the Brian Kendrick has been the one selected to teach Ronda Rowdy Rousey a little moves in the art of professional wrestling. Good for this guy. He trained Eva Marie. Now he's training her. Lucky motherfucker. 
is he married? Because if he's not, he so, shouldn't yeah. be. He should just be. He probably hit hit Eva. Now he's gonna tap that uh, Rousey ass. In other news, uh, well, Daniel Bryan announced his retirement a long time ago. We all know yeah. that. But of course, we talked about a couple months ago. The rumors are swirling. He wants to go back into the ring when his contract expires. Mm-hmm. I I would totally want to see that. But his heart is set to be rumored on New Japan Pro Wrestling. However, they they're hard hitting over there. I know they have they implement a similar policy. Yeah, when it comes to WWE concussions. Uh, when guys in concussion have Japan in concussions in Japan, they usually are out for a while. So I mean, that's not to say he won't wrestle anywhere else, but it's bad news for him if he wants to go there. If he doesn't go to New Japan, where do, would you see him go? I have no clue. Too risky. Would you? All right, this just just came into my freaking head. But someone who has a concussion who could work a safe match and somewhere that he could be really protected, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is pre-taped. Uh, Lucha Underground, um, if they get Daniel Bryan, would be insane. Like, that would be their big draw. Like, move away, Johnny Mundo. We got Daniel Bryan on Lucha Underground. That's not going to happen. No? You heard it here first. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Breaking news. Michael J. Putty does not agree with the Green Man. Another news. Well, last week, Michael J., if you remember, we reported that uh, there's this big fight over the Hardys gimmick. I do remember, because right? everyone reported it. <laughs> you first had Global Force Wrestling uh, trying to get the gimmicks of Broken Hardy, Brother Nero, and like all their monikers that they have. Then you had the WWE apply. Well, it turns out, did a little investigative reporting here. It turns out that the reason that they're having such a hard time is because Matt Hardy was the first one to actually try to get these... Um, trademarks and patents on these names. So he's the companies who are going for these trademarks are being seen as an opposition because Matt Hardy has already tried to get these passed for him. Um, but Matt has given Matt and Jeff have given the WWE their full blessing to go ahead and try to patent these under their umbrella. That's a mistake. Um, big huge mistake. I I agree with you. Why do you think it's a mistake? In uh, eight months' time, when they're leaving, um, they're going to want to use the broken heart gimmick elsewhere. My thing is, Matt, Jeff, if if you own it, then WWE could pay you for it. That's you good. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If WWE wants to use anything that you do under the broken umbrella in the network, that's the moment that they should be paying you. And rightfully so, because it's it's the things you created. It's nothing that the WWE created. Right now, you're allowing them to steal your shit. And I, I just feel like there's something wrong and there's something dirty about that. Like, you know, respect the art, respect the craftsmanship of the Hardy Boys and what they created. Their contract was binding that anything they create is property of whatever company it was at the time. Global Force Wrestling. So then Global Force Wrestling owns it. Anthem Sports, I think it is. Ah, oh, man. Was that your Panda Energy or something like that? I, I think WWE is a big bully, and they're just trying to bully the Hardys, man. Let Everybody's them. got a okay. price. Yep, exactly. <laughs> just like the song says in other news. Well, Nia Jax was on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk oh. to Jericho. You've, you, you've asked me to listen to it. Maybe this would be a good one to listen to. Yeah, exactly. Well, she touched on how Vince McMahon told her what he expected from her and I quote obviously Vince is like the big dog he owns the company you hear oh do this do that because Vince likes it so one day I walked to his office grabbing some balls of mine saying hey Vince 
I walked in and thanked him for the opportunity he's given me so far and wanted to know what he wants me to do in this division. He said, You're like Andre the Giant of females. It's going to take a lot of these girls to get you down. You're a killer. You're strong. He basically just told me that he needs you to work. They need to get work to get you down. You need to protect, protect yourself in that way. Wow. End I, quote. I just closed my eyes and it was Nia Jax was just in front of me. Now you work on that. I need to work on that a little more. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, you're good. Maybe you're a little good. higher pitch. You're good. No, she's, she's, she's got a lower tone in her voice. No, she has a girly voice to her. No, 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 no. Anyway, you know the news. <laughs> oh, Naya. Uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about... Huh? You lose your spot? No, we're okay. going to talk, talk about Brandy Rhodes. My woman crushed Wednesday last week. Yeah. <laughs> She's back in the news. Um, and God. just like the WWE is bullies, apparently Global Folks Wrestling is a bully too. Uh, well, because who? <laughs> She's a bully. No, who's, who's a bully? Global Force Wrestling. Yeah. English accent from somewhere. <laughs> They're a bully because um, Brandy um, uh, spoke to the Wrestling Observer newsletter and um, said that she is wants to pursue a show in Atlanta, but apparently to her contract with Global Force Wrestling, and this is something that we just learned recently, but Global Force contracts are, are situated where the talent could work on TV, but then any work that they get outside, Global Force Wrestling or Anthem Sports will get 10% of those earnings for the jobs that they're working, which is big bully shit. That's crazy shit, yeah. It's crazy shit. You know our boys LAX? They're always representing HOG here out in Queens. Mm-hmm. They're doing other shows in the indie still. And, and that keeps their name and popularity out there, which I thought is really cool for Anthem Sports to be like, yeah, these are our people, but they're still working the indie circuit. So it allows new fans to come into them and really watch their product, which is great. But now learning that they're taking 10% off the top, That's crazy. fuck you, Anthem Sports. Let Brandy Rhodes do her show. Don't charge her for shit because you know what? You need her. She doesn't need you. In other news. I, I won't charge you if you want to be on this show. <laughs> Just you know, throwing it out there. Oh, well, that that's a good point. What what if, what's the 10% of zero? You said other numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as Green Man knows, I'm, it's hard for me to let go of certain things. So even more reason in the news. Yeah, you still got that old dirty condom in your, in your wallet. W had plans to put the woman's title on Eva, as we've discussed several times what? in the past. Say well, new information has come to light. According to the belt guy, oh, who was an insider on professional wrestling over at Reddit, yeah, he said WWE had ordered side plates for Eva when they first ordered the woman's belt over a year ago. You think they ordered side plates for everyone, though? I don't think so. Uh, apparently, according to him, they're, they're plain red background with even big black letters with Marie and smaller black letters enclosed in a black box. So they had the side plates already ordered when they first ordered the belt. Mm-hmm. Which means they wanted to put the belt on her first. I don't know what the lineage of that timeline was, but as the inaugural women's champion, no, because that didn't make any sense. So maybe the SmackDown inaugural champion, no, yeah, no. You know what made sense? It she was, was a pre-show. Becky, no, the way the way it was being booked, it was Becky Lynch won the belt, and then Eva would probably be would have been that second champion. Either or, she has plates sitting somewhere, I guess, in the warehouse, mm. collecting dust. Mm. But however, she recently spoke to Rolling Stone about her departure, saying, and I quote, I have such a great relationship with Vince, Triple H, and Stephanie. They gave me the opportunity to step away from f- and film two films. Uh, you never know what will come from this relationship. It just so happens wrestling's a craft, and you have to be able to give 110% to that, as well with acting. Good point. Is Susan Domino coming back? 
fucking hope so. I'd love to sometimes. I actually, it's one of my favorite theme songs of all time. I know. I thought of oh, I God. thought of you earlier this week because I thought I read somewhere that they were making their return to NXT. I hope so. Deuce and Domino. I want to hear the song again. Yeah. You, do you know the words to them? You, you act like a fool. Yes, he does. Gonna take you to school. Wow. I'm all about Boom. Dot com. All right. Uh, uh, news? Well, are you ready, Michael J. Putty? Yes. For a shakeup. Yes, I got my trades already planned out for you, <laughs> you already. I have three in dead set. I want to propose to you, and I'm willing for you to respond. Okay, well, um,. The WWE is planning another superstar shakeup, and it is scheduled um, right now in September, which is a few weeks from uh, right after SummerSlam. A few weeks from now. Uh, what is your proposal, Michael J? I want to tell you now. You want to see it for the show? No. Tell me now. Oh, man. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I was going to get. Wait, you. Natalia for Nia Jax. Wait, oh, you have like a full proposal. Like, you want to trade. I got all the trades. Is in this shakeup going to be a trade or is it just going to be a shakeup? Because I like it when they're trades or I like it when yeah, they, like, like, GM trades, yeah. goes and picks out who he wants. Yeah, but the so last okay. one, it was just like, let's just rumble shit up. No reason. Yeah, no, they, they trade. The general managers talked about who they want and what they're willing to give for that person. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and you tell me who you, who you want to give up from SmackDown? Oh man, I don't list. Let's do it tomorrow next week. So I'm gonna get Roman Reigns, Big Cass. You want Big Cass to SmackDown? Oh, he needs to go Big Cass because mm. he's done. He's done over there. Roman Reigns is done over there. Roman Reigns is done over there. So they they're gonna I, I they somebody. brought back together the Shield on one show and they're ready to just split them up again. Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, they're not gonna do anything with that. Hmm. But then that means Roman Reigns will be going against uh, the WWE champion. Whoever that may be after SummerSlam. Baron Corbin? Ooh, that's a good match. Ooh, oh, shit. That's yeah. nice. Let's go. Book it. <laughs> In other news. Well, someone who could benefit from the shakeup is Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Dave Meltzer revealed the whereabouts of Ziggler, who have been missing for the last couple of weeks. Ooh, Un- unnoticed, was, by the way. Is, is he on Fashion Files? Oh, maybe. Uh, he's working live maybe, events. Me, he's with Fandango. But Fandango returned, so he's not. No, but it was... Oh yeah, he did. Uh, he's he's only doing live events because the TV. Uh, there's no plans for him on TV. Mm-hmm. But according to Brian Alvarez, there are plans of refurbishing his character. We don't know what he's going to do. We don't know how he's going to be packaged. But hopefully, a new storyline's coming up on Raw when he gets traded. In the news. Speaking of storylines, you may have seen on Monday Night Raw, Goldust. Has uh, sent out a cryptic promo where he plans to be uh, scouting some talent or bringing someone under his wing uh, at SummerSlam. He might actually align himself with somebody and um, might start a little stable of him though. I think SummerSlam is too soon. Probably after SummerSlam. Who knows? But it's out there. The storyline is Somebody knows. The the groundwork is being set. Good. Good for him. The Gold Dust Stable. Degeneration Gold. No? No. NW Gold. Hmm. What would you name the Gold Dust Stable? Fort Knox. No. The Bank of Gold. Thinking the wrong way. Movie related. Movie? Hmm. The cast. The cast? Ooh, that's a good the, one gold, the Gold Dust cast. Uh, the Breaking Truth. No. 
All right. In other news. Bulls announced this week, Ted DiBiase's Price of Fame documentary will be syndicated into movie theaters by Phantom Events and Engage mm. Media Partners for a special one-night-only event on Tuesday, November 7th at 7 p.m. local time. Including a panel discussion with Q&A with DeBoss, DiBiase and other wrestling greats. You were going to say DeBiase. Yeah, too many shots. DeBiase? That's who it was. Tickets for a Price of Fame, a story of Ted Million Dollar Man DiBiase can be purchased online by visiting phantomevents.com or at participating theater box offices. Fans of the United States will be able to enjoy the event in more than 600 selector, selected movie theaters from Phantom's digital broadcasting network. Um, for mandate? A, for a complete list of these theaters, visit Phantom Events website. Uh, hell yeah, son. Yeah. Michael J. Putty and Green Man uh, Mandate coming up on uh, uh, November I mean, 7th. cosplay. I'll be million dollar man. you be Virgil. <laughs> Why do I have to be Virgil? Why? Obvious reasons. Uh, another news. Well, um, you're, you're not a big fan of him, but Alberto El Patron. Um, it's being reported that the unified GFW champion suspension is believed to be coming to an end just in time for Destination X, uh, which takes place on August 17th. Uh, convenient. Conveniently. Okay. In other news. Yep. I got some good news for you, uh, Janelle and Sony Sofrito. Netflix has announced Glow, Quarters Ladies of Wrestling, has been renewed for a second season. That's right. Have you watched oh, it yet? They told us about it the, from the, the group of, yep, I like wrestling. I just said that. Have you watched it yet? I have not. Yeah, I not. think we should do a report on it. We have so much things going on right now. So much. So much things. So much. Including some Fears and Heels, right? Yeah. Let's get right to you it. You ready? A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown, Heels and Heels. Ho, 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 Michael J. Putty. Did you watch Monday Night Raw? Yep. It was Within so- an hour. Oh, wow. Good for you. Whole three hours in an hour. I am going to cheers Michael J. Putty this evening. Oh, thank you. Because thank you so <laughs> he watched Raw, and that, that's impressive. Thank you. You, you fast forward to commercials, matches, and everything? Yeah, everything. <laughs> Do you even know what happened? Yeah, so... No. WWE, if Michael J. Putty could fast forward to Monday Night Raw and find it enjoyable, just just, just oh, cut down the show. I didn't. Oh, you didn't find it enjoyable? Uh, I enjoyed it. It took less than an hour. All right, so let's explain what's going on here. Things that you like, we're going to cheer, and things you don't like, we're going to heal. You apparently did not like Monday Night Raw, so you're going to heal it. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the start of Monday Night Raw hit off really well with Brock Lesnar coming down. Um, I healed that. And the way that it was like in the Miz show was great. I healed that. Because it was, well, let me explain why, why I liked it. Because no, it. it was the Miz show. Then That's not what it's called. Miss TV. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the Miss Show, the Miss Taraj Show, and they were hanging out there, and they were doing their shtick, and then um, they were calling out uh, Jason Jordan because they had the exclusive interview, and then Kurt Angle comes out and says, "No, he's not going to be on your show tonight." And but I got someone better for you. This is going to be huge, and he delivered. This is like the first time Kurt Angle has ever delivered. Um, his illegitimate child didn't really deliver for me, but this time he delivered with a great ho- great uh, guest 
for Ms. TV, and it was the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Um, he shut up Paul Heyman very quickly. Loved that. And Paul Heyman just obliged to it and said, okay, shut me up. All right. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm on your show. Um, let him do his whole little talk. And I thought The Miz was really ballsy. The way he was talking to Paul Heyman and, and Brock Lesnar, like, he had the gruesome cojones, mm-hmm. you know, and it was nice to see. And I was really curious to see, well, how is the Heyman camp and Brock Lesnar going to retaliate? Because Miz is coming out huge right now. And the way they did it, he, he said, you know, just envision, you know, this is Roman Reigns and this is Samoa Joe and this is Braun Strowman. And then he had just attacked him and he just demolished it. I had to cheers it. Why would you heal it? I'm going to heal that cheers because, remember, we're going to talk about what we liked and didn't like. Now to recap the whole thing. Well, I'm oh telling you, God. the whole thing was great. Gonna, so I just I, wanted to remind you. I healed that because it was Lesnar with a lot of sloppy suplexes. I'm surprised no one got hurt. I just made the Mr. Ross look insignificant, like a joke. It was like, come on. Compared to Brock Lesnar, they are. No, it ruins what they're going they, they protected the miss because the miss took uh, rolled out and then came back for an F five. Yeah, it still ruined it. it still no. diminishes them. I thought I thought it was a great way. It's it's been a while since Ross started up. Really exciting. I thought it, it was really really exciting. I'm uh, um cheers the W the Big Show. I'm gonna cheers the Big Show because Why? he because he listened to a shot of wrestling last week where we told them that we miss people taking those big punches you know and it used to mean something and it okay. and finally he really went and he hit big cast and big cast took that big punch and i liked it can i cheer something real quick go ahead i'm gonna cheers the wwe listening to yours truly finally and showcasing all the women in that division uh, i'm gonna cheers that too uh you know i talked about last week smackdown does it <laughs> raw doesn't they listen someone's listening i, I know, know is it is. who is it though um I I had to agree with your cheers on that. I like how they spotlight it. And I like, you know, it would be a heel. And I could easily have planned out the heel. Like, literally, I could have written out the heel. And before it happened on Raw, I would have gone blind on this heel and said, WWE Creative is going to fuck up the fact that, ba- that Bailey is injured. And they're going to put all the women in a match. And whoever wins is going to be in the match with Alexa Bliss. Two weeks still away, they're going to build that big match with an altercation or a contract signing right before SummerSlam, and then there's your match. Bullshit. Did not want to see it. They took a page out of SmackDown, like you said. They made these women earn their match. Everybody who is in the division got together in two matches. Not one, but two matches in one night. Sasha Banks came out victorious on one and Nia Jax came out victorious on the other one. And now I'm interested. Now I'm getting invested in this storyline because now I want to see next week who between those two will be the one. It, I think they would fuck it up if they did like a three-way, three-way dance or something. Okay. Like I want someone to win this match, go head-to-head with Alexa Bliss. I think it might be Nia. What are your thoughts? I hope it's Nia Jax. Yeah. It's hard to... Sasha Banks. Do you like the Shield reunion? No. I'm a cheers to the Shield reunion because I like how they're dragging it out a little bit. First, you know, um, play, play, play. Here we go. Seth Rollins, 
was saying, I want to be, I want to get back together with the shield. I'm sorry about what I did. And then Dean Ambrose, finally, at the end of coming in and stepping in for, um, and, and appreciating him for that support in uh, his match with uh, tag team champions, Cesaro and Sheamus. Okay. He s- extended his fist and then Mr. Rollins just walked away. It, it just it, it, it boggles my mind. It makes me curious. I want to know what happens next. And that is how you build a very impressive storyline. Okay. Um, you hated Raw, so let me tell you what I hated about Monday Night Raw. So, I so much hated um, the way that Corey Graves totally pointed out that Cesaro was not on cue for his uh, little 007 oh, entrance. Yeah. <laughs> so first he says, oh, did Cesaro just trip? And then I had to rewind. I'm like, did he really just trip? No, he was just not on cue. So apparently, you know how um, the entrance on Monday Night Raw was in the mm-hmm. center this past week? Mm-hmm. Usually it's to the side. So when Cesaro comes out. In a SmackDown set. Yeah. So when Cesaro comes out, it comes out to the side and he walks down the line with the, the barrel of the gun. This time coming in the middle, it's black. So literally he has to run out to the corner of the stage to then start walking. But you caught that all on tape because he was not on cue. Mm, that's cool. Corey Graves completely pointed it out. And then at the end, uh, he must have gotten some heat from Vince McMahon on the ear set because he's like, you know, I, I apologize. Uh, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro didn't trip. I mean, you know, he just wasn't on cue. And then later on to say, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, he was like, you know, Cesaro is such a great athlete. He's a lot one-off night. Uh, and it was just at his entrance. It wasn't even in the match, you know? Oh, that works. So I'm a heel just a cover-up. I thought it was funny that he pointed it out, and it should have just been left at that. He made a bigger deal if Vince McMahon really was talking in his ear and saying, you shouldn't have said that or try to fix it, because I, it was long forgotten by the time Cesaro made it to the ring. Yeah. Um, I'm a heel. Burn it down! Severance new entrance music. When they scream out at the beginning of it, burn it down! What the fuck? This guy is the Kingslayer. He's Seth freaking Rollins, uh, uh, the architect. I mean, and now you're gonna add burn it down to the monikers of nicknames that this guy's just gonna try to land? And what an ugly shirt. I think I've seen better shirts from indie wrestlers. I mean, of course. This is a horrible, horrible marketing gimmick by the WWE. And Seth Rollins, I think he is amazing. And he's going to carry this gimmick to to the sky. But I think it's stupid. I'm going to heal that. Okay. What happened on SmackDown? I got another heal for Raw. Um, Oh, okay. Didn't we just have a shark cage match? (laughs) Why are we getting another one? Who was in the last Shark Cage match? Chris Jericho versus Kevin Owens. Uh, and Roman yeah, Reigns. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, on the SmackDown, way more entertaining. Heel, there's no hype bros. They were part of the pre-show dark match. They're building up some tension between these guys, leading to something big. Nothing. No consistency here. Hmm. Going to heel. What's this, what's this payoff with Lana? <laughs> Great question. What's the training like Lana like a joke? She's trying hard to be accepted Great. by her peers. She consistently has tried her best 
to win their approval. Great question. What's the end game here? Does yes. she win over them become a face? Does she go back to managing maybe like Tamina this time? Yeah, that is a great question. <laughs> What's going on? And uh, we ask all of you guys. And and if you want to answer this question and, and give us your thoughts, comments, shoot us an email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com because we want to know, like, what do you think is going on with Lana? One. And uh, two, what do you think should be going on with Lana? Good deal, Baron Corbin. Yeah. John Cena is not worth your time. It's the money in the bank. <laughs> what were they calling him, by the way? They were uh, chanting. Dumpster fire. What the fuck is this, that? This, Some sign got over so hot. This match makes no sense. There's no reason for this match. The build is horrible. I don't, I don't understand what's going on here. It makes no sense. I'm going to heal Jinder Mahal losing cleanly to someone who's no longer in a feud with. Mm. You shouldn't need to rely on the Singh brothers to win every single match. Makes no, but he's weak. a heel. That's their thing. Yeah, but it makes him look weak. It, no. con- it contradicts what they're trying to do with no, him, no, making no, him build something. No, no, no. He's a heel. It's like Kevin Owens. He, doesn't it, lose. He, has, he wins cleanly. No, he's a heel. He has to cheat to win. He that's cheat a to win. shtick. He, he wins cleanly. That's a shtick. That's why the Singh uh, brothers JBL are had the fucking uh, Basham brothers. His cabinet. He still won matches without them. Edge won matches without the Edgeheads. He yeah, and so and so has gender. No, he hasn't. Not mm. cleanly like this. Okay. Come on. Plus, where's Rusev? Give me a fucking tease last week for a feud. They have a SummerSlam match. You don't do anything about it this week? Side of Boudet. Finally, the cheers of the night goes to Kevin Owens. Was that A because they were in Canada this past weekend? Yeah. Okay. Nice touch. Uh, Kevin Owens, I don't usually cheer him. Welcome to cheer. He did a fantastic job this week. He's fucking awesome. He won the crowd over talking Kevin about Bret Hart. Steen, man. And oh my god, such a fucking indie mark. He and then turned them, turned on them right away. Had them playing out of his, playing out of his hands. Nice callback to the Shane incident from 1998. Yeah, this has a tension between him and JJ Styles, which put a nice bow on it. it. Was a nice commercial for the WWE Network. Question: Do you think like Kevin Steen like creates this stuff in his I'm not mind? Not talking to you, indie marks. Like, do you like Cor- Baron Corbin's new music and entrance? Um, he had. Uh, uh, I was gonna mention that, and I like the old the spotlights. I thought the spotlights were really cool. They were very unique, just to him. Yeah, I gotta give it a couple more days. But um, more, uh, try. but uh, but the music that they're playing is good for like run-ins. Like when like if he's gonna come and run in and cash in money in the bank, that's a good song to run into. Because how are you gonna run into spotlights? Let's say do a quick. Cheers and heels, my friends. Who yeah. did it quicker? <laughs> Raw drew a 3.24 million, which is up from last week's 3.163. Raw was the most watched program on cable. Wow. But lost to the 18 to 49 oh, demographic, yeah. too. You got excited. Love and hip hop Hollywood. You, you got me excited. SmackDown drew a 2.584, which is up from last week's 2.569. SmackDown was the second most watched program on cable, losing the Fox too. News channel's Hannity. But however, SmackDown did win. The 18 to 49 demographic, so it's kind of switched here. What happened to the Rachel Maddow show? Uh, no, nothing. I don't think she hosted Tuesday. Okay. So Raw won the night, but lost 1849. SmackDown lost the night, but won the 1849. So I think it's a draw this week. Yeah. It is a draw. Well, I got it. Well, we have something very exciting on this episode to introduce. You heard the episode with Stockade. And we still have Last Call with him coming up. But before we get to that, 
We are going to introduce the love hotline, Michael J. Putty. That's we need some advice. We, 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 you know, I, I'm a married man, and, and I found the love of my life, and I've gotten some great advice throughout the years to find the love of my life. <laughs> I want you to be happy. Really I, 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 I want really everybody to be happy and find their love. And, and and if you don't want to find love and if you just want to have wild crazy sex, I want you to get advice to have wild crazy sex. If you want threesomes, we want to help you. So this is what this hotline is about. It's it's a love hotline. So um, it needs no other introduction. I've had too many shots of wrestling. And, and you have a horrible introduction. That was bambling the worst, on. Yes. <laughs> worst one. You really suck at this. <laughs> This is the definition of authority and sectionist Eric Jaden. And if, and if you're looking for love advice or just looking to get laid tonight, forget eHarmony. Forget Tinder. Dial up for love, baby. 619-343-3005. And I'll help you become the next definition of authority and sectionist. Michael J. Putty, we have gotten to another great episode. And these are our go-home thoughts. Yes. I just want to say... Can't believe episode seventy-seven, a great show, um, and can't wait till next week. So, anything for you? Yeah, since you cut me off last week, Xavier Woods had a bad day at the airport, like we all do. I like flying, but, oh, of course you do. But this time what, he took—he gave us a play-by-play of what was going on via Twitter. Hmm. To spend a couple of hours, really? And he gives a play-by-play, tweet by tweet of what happens, and I kind of felt like I was there. Was he with Paige? And it was very funny. <laughs> uh, a lot of things had also had GIFs and pictures attached to it. So definitely check them out. I think it's Austin Creed, whatever it's called. I got to check it out. Are you ready to hear this? Okay. You're going to feel like you're what there. Happened? You're going to feel like okay, you're Okay, I'm going to close my close eyes. Close your eyes. Okay. Imagine. Currently using Google Translate to explain to the man next to me that they need eight volunteers or we aren't taking off. Hmm. Things are breaking down at the gate. Three flights from the same gate. Ours hasn't left yet. People are starting to turn oh, Game of Thrones styles. <laughs> it feels like a brawl may ensue. I'll keep my phone ready just in case some world's... Th- World star stuff happens. People have been clamoring for a manager. It's not like this girl's fault. Someone just said they're going to have to write a complaint letter. Handwritten, not an email. I've never <laughs> seen this happen in real life before. It's literally that scene from White Chicks. <laughs> Mental breakdowns are starting to occur. A man said he is a lifetime executive platinum and will never fly them again. And just yelled this. <laughs> girl who was working at the desk, like she purposely made this so we can't get off the plane. This girl, who's made of stone, looked at him and said... Okay, I'm sorry this is happening, sir, but unfortunately there isn't anything I can do unless people volunteered not to take off. He then starts to yell again, and she politely cuts him off and says, Is there anyone who needs help that will speak in an indoor voice? I haven't heard someone say indoor voice since I worked in daycare. I love this. Girl at the desk is giving me life. First F-bomb had been dropped. This man cursed at the girl at the desk, and she walked away. Hashtag slobber knocker. A woman is breastfeeding and shooting dirty looks at the man who cursed super loud. Crowd starting to turn on him. So to update, we're delayed due to weight restrictions. Need four more. We've got four already. Volunteers not to fly. Reward is 1300 a hotel, Ooh. and a confirmed seat on a flight to Montreal tomorrow. But oh. we may only need three more because people have been turning on the guy who dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> people next to me are actually conspiring to try to get the people to band together to get him booted off the flight. Game of Thrones. The price just got up to 1500 bucks. Ooh. After the, life, shit. after the Lifetime Executive Platinum Man got loud about it, people smiled and said the F-bomb guy is mad jealous. And he still doesn't know that people are applying for <laughs> to force him to volunteer 
for cursing out our Carlisi. That's with the girl's disc. Okay. We're now at 2000. <laughs> this is like watching Deal or No Deal. I know. Everyone I whispering this. with their friends. <laughs> F-bomb guy it? whispered with Should no I one. Should I take it? Should I take it? She helped an older lady fill out her declaration card then oh, watched her nice. in, in one 30-second walk, mind you, shun the F-bomb guy, <laughs> then faint injury so she could skip the line to speak oh, to our police. good Khaleesi. move. Good move. Then proceeded to try to plead for her case while she couldn't get on the plane now. She said... Honestly, don't know how much time I got left, so I need to get on this flight. And Khaleesi stonewalled her. <laughs> when the old woman returned to her seat, she laughed and said, I tried the old lady thing, but I wasn't buying it. I have no idea how I was selected to, to be blessed with this ridiculous of a day. Too many historical things are happening. Starting to look for a camera. I think I may be unswerved. This cannot be real. I can't with what just happened. Lifetime ex- executive platinum dude just came and gave props to the old lady who faked an injury. <laughs> and the F-bomb guy saw it and visibly threw a two-second tantrum. <laughs> he looks like he wants to fight the old lady for being the cheating baby face. We are boarding. <laughs> there's, complete, there's a couple that is so happy that they're literally in tears. The girl at the desk, she truly is the breaker of chains. The F-bomb guy said something to Khaleesi under his breath. She stopped him and said... You being rude did nothing to help anyone know that. Men in front of me, who also kept us cool, just just jokingly said, now we're going to sit here on this plane for another two hours. Please, Lord, no. Breastfeeding mom (laughs) just got on and walked past the F-bomb guy. She mouthed, fuck you, as she passed him. How are things still happening? (laughs) We're about to take off. I am in still (laughs) awe of this event that occurred. Hopefully it's done and a flight doesn't break out in customs. Bye. Wow. Wow. That was epic. Thank you, Xavier Woods, oh for that. God. Were you at work through all of this? No, I didn't know about this until I someone <laughs> mentioned it and then I read it all and it was like Wow. <laughs> I have to talk about this in the news, but it's too long, so uh, I saved it because That's awesome. He's so good. I wasn't getting loud and I w- excited. <laughs> I was doing that because everything was in caps. <laughs> oh, man, a- that, that was fantastic. That gave me light. That was that one of the totally best things I've ever read. All week. Oh, man. Good this job. Is, this is shoot. It's, it's already 2 a.m. in the morning over here at a shot of wrestling. It's late. I was getting tired, but this shit just woke me yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> it, it went on because then their, the flight, their hotel was booked and the B&B. It was, but that was a little confusing, so I didn't go on. But I love the let's make a deal yes. <laughs> reference because I've been there before and they, they do. They, they're like... Thirteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred, twenty five hundred, three thousand. The guy took the thirteen hundred. Oh uh, yeah, and they upped it to two thousand. Does he get yeah. to two thousand? No, Dude, that's see that that that's where it becomes like it's a game show. So let's, it's let's, like let's make a deal. you don't want to be the the dick who's like, all right, I'll take the thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred is a fucking a lot of money, but then you feel dicked out when the person next yep. to you just took three thousand dollars. Let's make a deal. You got to wait for the right moment. It's great. Oh man, that was. But just what awesome. if it doesn't come? I really enjoyed reading that. That was a lot of frustration and aggravation. It was I, like it. I feel calm and relaxed. I need more shots of wrestling. Wow. Well, speaking of that, if you want to follow us at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook or Instagram or Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. Remember, this show is from the fans and to the fans. And this is your forum to discuss your thoughts, have fun with it. And who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. Now, to be part of the conversation... 
Dial up the love hotline with Eric Jane. That's 619-343-3005. He'll be answering all your questions. He'll be answering all your comments, any concerns you have about love, about sex, about rock and roll. Who cares? He's ready to guide you to getting laid tonight. That's his. That's what he's going to be doing for us here at A Shot of Wrestling. Now, for more information or to be a sponsor... Or if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode as our special guest, send us your details at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. My OJ Putty, that's episode 77. It's in the books, baby. Yeah, can't believe DX turned 20. I remember when they first formed. Um, so, yeah, happy 20th anniversary, DX. Yeah. And Still one of my favorite wrestling shirts, the, 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 Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and the cartoony with the flag in the back. Love that. We'll try this again without being interrupted. Happy 20th anniversary, DX. Yeah, I love fucking DX. They fucking scored. They, they're so much better than the NWO. And you're wearing the DX shirt. Awesome. Happy 20th anniversary, DX. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Buddy, yo. Michael J. Putty, we got to the end of the episode, but wait one moment. It's last call. We're going to order an extra round of shots with the Devil's Outlaw Stockade. Now, brother, all you have to do is just answer the questions as fast as you can. Are you ready? All right, let's do it. All right. What is your favorite adult beverage? Rum. Captain Morgan. Nice. If on death row, what would you request as your final meal? Two chicken enchiladas. Hmm. <laughs> Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Football. Who is your favorite villain of all time? Oh, shit. Your comic book fan. Magneto. Yeah, Magneto. Magneto. (laughs) Are you an ass man or a tits man? Tits, all the way. What is your favorite music album? Uh, Black Label Society, Blessed Hell Ride. What is the one thing you would want to be buried with? My rifle. And finally, what is the first thing you would do uh, with a WWE paycheck? Put it in the bank, probably buy my mom a car. Well, that was it. That was our last call with Stockade. And thank you very much. It feels like we've gotten to know you. You're you're a great guy, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>